Are you an entrepreneur? Have you taken that dream and working to manifest that into reality? You get up every day, the hard work, the grit, the determination. Well, this is the show for you. We feature stories of success, overcoming of failures, and experts from all around, from every industry to make you better at business. This is the Small Business Chronicles. Hey everybody, welcome back to Small Business Chronicles uh, Tax Edition Part 2. We've got Shauna the Tax Goddess with us again. The first time she was on, we talked about a lot of cool stuff that you can do to keep keep that... total gross income down so you're not paying so much taxes on it uh getting your dogs on there hiring your kids hiring your dogs to do something with your kids i don't know don't take tax advice from me i am not the tax person uh, the any tax advice you hear on here run it through your own cpa use your best judgment uh no one wants to get sued that's that's kind of where we're at in life uh but but on this episode i wanted to bring shauna back and deep dive into a couple things we don't have so much of a script or a structure we got a couple questions that I think people would want answered. So we're going to go through those. How are you doing today? I am fantastic. It's a beautiful day and um, I get to do taxes. So I'm happy. Said one person on earth ever, and that is you. So (laughs) You are sweet. Listen, there is definitely, definitely two different kinds of tax people, right? There's the stuffy kind with no personality that hates their job, that sits in a back office, right? And then there's those of us that absolutely love teaching and guiding and educating and helping people keep money in their pocket. And I, I'm definitely one of the second. So uh, that's fair. And, and the enthusiasm that you approach taxes with is quite odd sometimes. <laughs> but but I, I I think unless you approach something with passion, you shouldn't approach it at all. That's just 100%. that that that's just the way it should be. Um, 100%. So in the pre-interview, we're kind of trying to figure out which way we go. We both are ADHD people, I can tell, and we're both passionate about what we do. So I'm just going to do some questions and we'll go from there, right? Because because we we had a couple. One of the things that I want, most of my listeners are small business entrepreneurs or thinking about doing it. And one of the things when you go into thinking about opening a business is how do I stay out of jail and how do I keep from... How do I keep, uh, what should I do taxes? What are my tax rates going to be? And of course, for every state, it's going to be a little bit different. But give us give us just a little bit of prep information. So I have a business. I'm going to open it. How do, I, how do I stay on this side of the penitentiary? <laughs> I love it. Well, definitely stay on, on the light side and maybe not. So I feel like just a little tiny bit. I need to explain the aggression scale here because this, this will help people a lot. Okay. <laughs> so zero to 10 and this, we're talking tax strategies, not going to jail. Okay. Zero to 10. Zero means the IRS never calls you never ever, right? Except for a random audit, which can happen. 10 means we're all going to jail. So everything you're going to hear today is not a 10. It's not a nine. We're not doing Al Capone shady stuff and hoping we're not getting caught. Okay. So this is not a nine. Maximum we're talking about here is an eight. So completely legal, all above board, right? You might get a call from the IRS, but you have all the backup, all the paperwork. Now I say that because of course I don't want to go jail. You don't want to go jail and none of your listeners want to go to jail. So very, very, very important that when you're looking at anything that you're doing for your business and you hit it nail on the head when you started, right? Take this advice and run it past your financial team. 
Okay. So where, where do we start? Step one, financial team. You heard me just say, right? Who, who is there to guide you and support you? So do you have a CPA? Do you have a bookkeeper? Do you have a financial advisor? Do you have a tax strategist? Okay. Having a professional financial team around you, those people don't want to go to jail either. Okay. So if you're running advice, if you're running that TikTok video that you heard about like, oh, I can write off eight Rolexes. Maybe we should run that past the financial team and let's just double check all those things. Right. And, and where is that going to be? So, so that's the first one. The second thing that I want you to be very cautious of is money that is not your money. Okay, and I'm, I'm going to explain what this means. Okay. But the IRS gets really cranky if you use somebody else's money to pay your bills. Okay. So a perfect example is money that the IRS believes belongs to them, right? Tax money. If you owe taxes, you got to pay them. And if you don't pay your taxes, where do you go? Jail, right? So pay your taxes. Okay. And we're going to talk about ways to save taxes and do those things. Okay. Uh, the second one is if you have anybody on staff, so payroll taxes and sales taxes. So if you're selling an item, typically most, most states, not all states, but most states will have some sort of a sales tax on an item that you're selling. So any taxes that you collect, payroll taxes, income taxes, uh, sales taxes, any of those kind of things do not belong to you. Do not use that money to go pay for something else. And one of the easiest ways to make sure that you are separating your money from other people's money, right? Government, state, whoever it is, is to use a, what's called a profit first method of accounting. Okay. Profit first, very briefly, it's a huge detailed subject. If, if you want, we have an entire e-course on it. Okay. But it's a huge subject, very basic money comes in the door, hundred dollars comes in the door you know that you're going to have to pay income taxes. You know, you're going to have to pay sales taxes. You know, you're going to have to pay payroll taxes. You take all that money out before you end up with whatever your final dollar amount is. So if income taxes are 15% and payroll taxes are 15% and sales taxes are 10%, 40% of your money is off the table completely in a separate bank account that you don't touch before you ever start spending money. And whatever's left in the bucket is what you're allowed to spend. So that's one of my favorite tips, especially for people maybe that aren't so strong in the financial world is make sure that you're separating accounts and getting those accounts, the, the money into the accounts effectively out of sight, out of mind. Right? So I'm a, I'm a big, big, big fan of starting with the cash that does not belong to you going somewhere else. That's fair because yeah, people get really mad when you spend the rent money and we, we just really know this and that's the paramount thing. I think that's where a lot of people get into businesses. They don't know how to leverage and put that to the side. They don't know what is their money. I just sold something for a thousand dollars. How much money of that is mine? How much yes. money can I roll back in? How much money can I pay rent with? What percentage goes to the government? What do I set aside for taxes? Um, because a lot of people are like, I'll just worry about it later. I'll just worry about it later. I'll figure it out. And that's how you end up with a $10,000 tax bill. And one of the easiest things to be looking at, right? If you're making less than about $250,000 a year gross, right? 15% automatically. I'm, I'm going to tell you the number right now. 
15% goes into a tax savings account right off the bat. Okay. Only 30%, 30% of your money should be spent on operating expenses. Everything else basically belongs either to you as profit or to somebody else between payroll taxes, income taxes, whatever it is. So if you're making less than 250,000 a year, really your business should only be spending about 30% of that in expenses, like rent, office supplies, internet, whatever it is. So. Now, I, I think not to get down a, a, a trail, but you're talking about basic budgeting is, is when it comes down to when, when you're starting to open up a business, when you're, when you're planning on this business, you've lucked into a business, you've yep. found something on a TikTok shop that pays you, you've yep. whatever you're, you've come into this, you, you have to start with a budget. I mean, it's household, but for your business, especially. And, and I'll tell you, you know, there's a reason why I didn't say the word budget. And I love it that you bring that up, Brian, right? For many people, money is scary right? They, they've never really been formally trained. We hear this all the time <clears throat> that in our current education system, nobody talks about money. You don't talk about money in your family. You don't talk about money in school. Nobody is formally trained on this. And so for a lot of people, when they hear the word budget, it, it kind of like freaks out your little five-year-old brain, right? Oh, but I don't know how to budget. I'm going to do it wrong. And then they just don't do it because they're like, well, I'm going to mess it up anyway. I just, I'm just not going to do it. One of the things that I love about the term profit first accounting, right, is one, who doesn't like profit, right? We all, I mean, that's the reason you got into business, right? We all like profit, right? So for many people, that, that excites the little, the little five-year-old that lives in our heart when we start a business, right? And we're scared and we don't, we don't know what to do and we don't know which direction to go, right? So profit is good. We like profit, right? <clears throat> and it gives us something to focus on right? Because there's two different ways to, to budget, as you said, right? One way is to say, I got a thousand dollars money coming in. I'm going to pay all my bills and whatever's profit is left is what I get to take home. Well, the problem with putting profit at the end instead of profit at the beginning is if profit's at the end, I get what's left. Do you really want to leave that up to chance? And like, maybe you get a profit. No, right? We want profit first. So we are going to decide that as an owner of the business, if I'm putting in blood, sweat, equity, and tears, right? $1,000 comes in, 10% of that is my money. And so it goes into an out of sight, out of mind bank account, maybe even a different bank. So you're not looking at it every day, right? There goes my 10% for my profit. There goes my 15% for the IRS. That's their profit, right? They got their hand out, right? Uh, there goes my 15% for payroll taxes. They, you know, like here are these different categories. And when you do that, that's what gets us to that 30% that's left over at the bottom to be able to pay your bills. And if you run your business that way, right, by putting aside the money that you know either you need or you want first, if you can run your business on 30% of whatever it is you're bringing in, you will never get that, I can't pay the tax bill when there's an emergency. You'll never run into that because you have a chunk of money over here in savings, right? That you put aside for that emergency fund. There's, there's all sorts of things that you can do here. Uh, but if you can run it profit first and get the money out of your account as a small business owner, and you're just looking at what's left to pay your bills, that is the way to run a business. 
And I think that brings us to where we started off with the first point of things that people need to know when we're getting into this, because there's not there. I mean, I'm sure there's a checklist somewhere uh, of, of what to do, but <laughs> maybe there's every single like um, feature of a business has a checklist, right? So there's going to be yes. an, one HR checklist and one income tax checklist and one finance checklist. And I don't think I'll be honest with you. I don't think I've ever seen one checklist. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no. It, it, so, so I, of course. So that's why that's why this is not in any particular order, is because we just have to kind of figure out what people are thinking. You made an interesting comment that I wanted to go back to is at um, at making less than two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Yes. You're going to pay fifteen percent tax. Yes. Of your gross. Uh, of, of your, your gross. gross. Not your net, because really, when you yep. pay the taxes, your taxes are paid on your net profit after expenses, yes. right? So the 15 yes. is how much you want to save of your gross. Of your gross. What yes. is the, there, there's a thing with small business, everybody's afraid of taxes. The 15% seems relatively low for that end because if you're making under, and that's a quarter million dollars a year, maybe the taxes aren't as scary as what you think they are. Yeah. And uh, yes, yes, and yes. So absolutely. Um, yeah, I think one of the biggest things here is what, what we're talking about here is, is the amount of cash that we want you to keep so that when whatever tax bill comes up, you have the cash to pay the tax bill. So one of the concepts that I try to explain to people is there's a difference between taxation and cash, right? Because cash is however much money I have sit in the bank, right? This, this is cash. How much do I actually have? Taxes are an entirely different matter. If we're saving, if we make $100,000 a year, just to, to make our numbers easy here, $100,000 a year, and I save 15% and put it in here just to my tax account, right? Because it's based on gross. My $100,000 is being reduced by things that actually happen in the business. So if I spend 30% of my money, you know, 30% of my gross, $30,000 out of my 100,000, my taxable money is only 70, right? And maybe I pay some payroll to somebody. So now my taxable amount is 50. And maybe I buy a new car this year. Now my taxable amount is 10, right? If I have $15,000 worth of cash here and I only made taxation profit $10,000, my tax rate might be zero. It might be 5%, right. it might be 10%. So there's this is a big difference between the cash you're saving and the amount of taxation. And you're 100% right. People get terrified of taxes. Uh, and I think really this is why you want, you, you look at tax strategies, right? What our previous episode together, right? What kinds of things can I do to reduce my, my taxation number before I have to write that check to hand it over to the tax? So. Are there different, uh, to go down another rabbit hole here, are there different businesses that that percentage is going to waver? So let's say I have an online t-shirt shop. Let's say I'm an independent insurance salesman. Let's say that I, I sell cars. I'm an auctioneer. I, I'm a digital marketer. I'm a whatever. So, so there's a vast breadth of businesses out there. Is that tax rate changing or is that a one size fits all number? It's at that size of company. Do, do you mind terribly? Could I screen share? Would that be okay? Yeah, no, I'd go right ahead. I'd show you guys this whole chart. This would be amazing. Yeah. Um, we're here to learn. We're here to learn. I love it. Let's get this pulled up here because I want you guys to see what this looks like. So um, 
This is a chart based on real revenue range, okay? And you'll notice that the total amount of expenses, this, this operating expense thing down here at the bottom, this is the amount and it changes depending on the size of the business, okay? And I understand you're asking me about industry, okay? Yes. Generally, when you're smaller, that $250,000 end, okay, really doesn't make a lot of difference. You're a t-shirt seller, you're a manufacturer, like it really, it just doesn't make a lot of difference. Sometimes manufacturing is more heavy. So in your business, you may not be able to get away with 30%. You might have to go to 40. You might have to. And, you know, if everything adds up to 100, right? Okay, well, then your owner's pay is going to come down if your expenses go up, right? I mean, this, this, where else is it? Because it's not coming from the tax account, right? Not stealing from the IRS. It's not happening. As you get into larger and larger companies, you can see the operating expenses start to increase, right? So when you're a $10 million company, we're now at 65%, right? And so all of these numbers will change. Um, not for most industries, they're pretty much covered under it, but this, this diagram that we're showing, this is very much a, a guideline, okay? This is not a hard and fast rule, but what I will tell you is that any company doesn't matter what industry, if you can get your business to line up with these percentages, okay, you will never run into cash flow flow problems. You'll never not take home a profit. You'll always have money to be able to pay the tax bill. I mean, it's, it's insane how accurate these numbers really work in the real day-to-day world. So. No, I, 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 and so industry doesn't matter so much as just size is what it you're tends saying. It to be more about size. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So, no, no, that helps a lot because cause that's that's one of the things that I, I, in, I, I come from the marketing world. And that's, that's kind of where we're at is that I deal with a lot of different businesses. And you can see that struggles and changes and differences in all the differences. We deal with a lot of home services, roofers, plumbers. Uh, on the other side, we deal yeah. with insurance agents. Uh, so just understanding it doesn't matter what industry you're in. It's about that 15%. Just, yep. okay. Yep. No, that's, yeah. that's, that's perfect. And, and it is something, obviously, to go talk to your CPA, have them run numbers for you in your case. You know, if, for example, um, installation of solar panels. Installers of solar panels have specific tax credits that somebody who's printing T-shirts does not. There are absolutely industry things that will change some of these numbers. But generally, 90% of the time, it's pretty much the same. Okay, so so we've kind of ventured into this is what we should expect. This is what we should do. Do some profit first accounting. Look at it that way. So yeah. we're having a rough budget. Now there there's a thing in marketing, um, and I, and I know it relates to CPA itself and in a lot of industries. Why should you not do your own taxes? Why should you go get a CPA? There is a lot of people yes. out there that are trying to save on the bottom line. And they're trying to save like, man, accountants are expensive or taxes are expensive. And and that whole like if if you're a kid in my era, you don't bother your parents while they're doing the taxes because they are (laughs) they are losing their mind. Right. So people set down now with the business, which is more complex than a regular taxes and try to do them, get lost, pay the wrong thing, overpay. I may be answering the question I'm asking, but 
tell us, tell us in your world why it's so important to hire someone to assist you with your taxes. Hundred percent. So I'm going to say a phrase, and then I'm going to give you an example. Right? You get what you pay for. If you don't pay for anything, you get zero help, zero guidance, zero choice. You're maybe going to the IRS website. The IRS website is built to help the IRS, not really built to help. Yes. Right. No. So side note. Uh, the dark side has a dark side. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Um, so you, you get what you pay for. Now, when you go to the next upgrade would be TurboTax, right? One of the, one of the boxes, right? We're going to buy a box software. Okay. They do help you. They do have guidance. They do have CPAs, you know, that you can call and talk to. And, and that's good, right? And that's helpful. Um, but they're also not giving you strategy. That's a tax preparation software. Whatever you input is what comes out. So garbage in, garbage out, right? You're going to get what you're going to get when you go with that. When you go with a CPA or a tax professional, or a tax preparer, something like that, when you go with someone like that, um, they are, part of their job is to at least give you baby strategies, right? Like, hey, I know you drive your car to and from, uh, you know, all of these jobs, all your gigs and everything. I don't see that you gave me mileage. They're going to ask you for things that they think should be there that they're not seeing. Okay, so great, fantastic. That's a really good thing. Then we get to... The, the top level here, which is a tax strategist, right? Tax strategist's job is to proactively dig into your life, right? Hey, you mentioned you have kids, right? And you have uh, two apartments, that's awesome. Can we change the way that the bedrooms are? Can we make one side completely personal, one side completely business? Can we uh, write off the dogs? Like, it's proactively digging into your life to pull everything out because you are not an expert. And tax preparation CPAs are not experts in tax strategy, right? So why do you hire a tax professional, right? Uh, my favorite example ever, okay? There is, in, in our world, in all CPA worlds, okay, there is a very uh, basic baby strategy, and it's called an accountable plan, okay? And really what an accountable plan does is it says, where did you spend money personally that really was on behalf of the business, so perfect example is for anybody that has a home office. Personally, you're paying for your house, your mortgage, your utility bills, your landscaping, your pool, like what, whatever it is that you have at your house, utilities and pest control and all these things. Okay, Personally, you're paying for those things. If you don't have an accountable plan in place, the IRS will not allow you to deduct your home office or any percentage of those. Okay. And for a lot of people, and I just, I just saw your eyes go, do I have an accountable plan? Checking that, hmm, I, eyeball, right? Check, checking, check, yeah. Without an accountable plan, right? And it's an actual document, it's an actual physical thing that you have to have in your paperwork. If the IRS ever comes to ask you, oh, so you took that home office deduction, great, where's your accountable plan? If you don't have it and you can't produce it and you weren't properly, you know, the company wasn't reimbursing you properly according to the accountable plan, the IRS has the right to just remove that tax deduction. I, I, I just want to jump in here and say if anybody got lost in any of this is exactly why you need a tax professional, <laughs> right? Because 
no, 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 no reason to be sorry because he, here's my follow up. Why you need a tax professional is it, if you got lost, you need one. If I start talking about ROI and metrics and have on, on the pay-per-click side of the marketing budget on the analytic of the Google pixel of the, That's you know, if you, marketing it, person because right. That's yeah. what. And then if you take your car into the car place and they go, hey, the wheel does the doomahickey thing in the ouchie bend and you have no clue what they're saying, you, you need a mechanic. If it, we get a lot of advice off of social media, TikTok, YouTube, other places, which I just seen your heavy sigh, which brings me to my next question, is like, uh, is you, you got to understand that you have to find the right tax professional that fits with you. You have to find the right CPA that fits with you, the right tax strategist that fits with you. And, and please find, I, I used to always in my old life, and this is bad advice from this side of the screen, so don't follow it, is my, I always tried to find a CPA that was not afraid to go to jail. You should probably find one that's a little scared of jail at this point, like just to stay out of it. <laughs> so I always tell people, red and orange do not go well together. So I'm just saying. No, okay. no. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so moving on to social media. So, Please. so we've, uh, we, we understand like how to hire a tax, why we should hire a tax professional. Love it. We, yeah. we totally understand that. We know what to expect. We've set some expectations. Yep. We realize it's probably over. It's such an intricate thing. It's like hiring a lawyer, not to use another euphemism because they navigate you through that world. That is very complex. You mentioned the IRS is there to help the IRS. That's exactly what they're there for. Please That's why you do not use chat GPT for legal matters, no. tax matters. No. No. no, anyway, I'm sorry. No, yes. no, no, that, that, that kind of goes into it because ChatGPT almost falls under a social media slash tool thing now really is because, is because if you, if you've been on LinkedIn, sorry for the 88, I, I need to get this out because I've dealt with this all morning. Do it. As, as we, as we book more podcasts, as we book more guests and we talk to people, Understand that you need to tell ChatGPT to write less and be more concise. I don't know if any of you else have noticed it in the professional world, right? Is that there's four paragraphs and no one says warm regards ever in their life. Once has anybody said warm regards, use the words bespoke, say, hey, thanks for coming to our talk. It's a show. It's so... So if you're going to be out there and you're going to use chat GPT, sorry, this is a, just a mid show off the wall. Rant. If, you, if you are going to use chat GPT, learn that people make it talk the way people talk, please. I'm just tired speak, of reading it. The way you speak, because it, I yes. mean, now you're going to get me off on a rant, right? No, um, let's go. Let's go. I put emojis in everything. Every, I, people know if I didn't send the email, if there's not a smiley face. Because I put smiley right. faces on all the things. I have a giant grin on my face like 90% of the time, right? And so when we first started using ChatGPT to test things, I'm like, there's just not enough emojis. Like, which is just, So now we've like told ChatGPT like emojis in everything, in every thread, because it's got to speak yeah. like you, right? I, yes. Sorry for cybering. No, no. Uh, but, but let's let's talk about it. You know what? I'm going to throw out my last question and we're going to go down this rabbit hole because I think I like this <laughs> okay. one a little bit better. Okay. Um, how has oops, how has artificial intelligence positively or negatively affected your world in the tax Love world? It. 
love it. So, uh, and, and they're both the same answer, which I think is interesting. So um, positively impacted, because what we're seeing is clients, prospects are saying, hey, I saw something on TikTok, just to pick on one. I saw something on TikTok. I went to ChatGPT and told ChatGPT to give me Tell me all about this thing. Like, for example, we just had one of our clients come to us saying, I saw this whole thing about move to Dubai, pay max 10% tax. I want to go do that. So I went to ChatGPT and said, give me everything you know about moving to Dubai, right? Great. I want my clients to be well-educated and well-informed. However, <laughs> bad, right? Um, well, it's good because I, I want the clients to do research. I want them to understand. I want them to have some something they can interact with, it's good. And I want the clients to bring knowledge to, what am I trying to say? I want them to be armed with at least a little bit of knowledge to be able to ask a question, is Dubai right for me, right? And that's what they're coming to tax goddess with. And, and I love that. I'm, I'm thrilled about that, right? Because ChatGPT is certainly not replacing, at least not at the moment, no way it's going to replace a professional you know, I've got 24 years of experience. It's not going to happen, right? ChatGPT at the bottom will even tell you the same disclaimer you said. We are not tax professionals, right? Do not use this as advice, okay? So I love it from the standpoint that it is helping people gain knowledge. And I am all about knowledge, right? Um, is it impacting other professionals in the CPA world? Yes. Not us. We specialize, right? We are at the forefront of knowledge. So it's not impacting my firm. But am I hearing it from other CPAs? Yeah, because now the clients are getting this knowledge and they are learning. You could type into ChatGPT right now. What are the top 10 strategies that my tax strategies that my CPA hasn't told me about? And clients will print out that list and take it to their current CPA and say, so why didn't you tell me about this? So many CPAs are being heavily impacted by, in a negative way by the AI because they weren't living up to the expectations of what the clients thought that they should have been doing for them. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Sorry. So, no, no, anyway. no, 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 you're, no, 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 so, yeah, I mean, I, my entire firm, I've got 90 people on staff inside Tax Goddess. I think we're at 93 or something right now. Um, we use ChatGPT 50 times a day for all sorts of things, right? Um, please, for anybody looking at tax advice, please, right? It is a starting point for any research, for any discussion. It's great as a starting point. It is not the be-all, end-all answer. Do not use it for that. You will get in trouble, period. No, absolutely. Uh, what are the positive ways you're using it? Because, and I get that, uh, it, I, I get that you should not ask it for tax advice because one thing that I, if, if, if listeners, I want them to understand is ChatGPT was trained until 2021. It has no knowledge after that. And if we know anything, it's that people are fighting about taxes in Washington every week, every year, every month, something changes. There's right? three it, changes a day. From the IRS yeah. alone, yeah. forget the state and local stuff. I mean, yeah. yeah. So it's not going to know. It's not going to know your state and local stuff. Whatever plugins you put in there, don't uh -huh. risk it. Now, yes. now, what can it do for you, though? Absolutely. So, um, perfect example. I heard something on TikTok. Tell me more about that. Give me, give me a general overview of what that is. Um, uh, from a tax perspective, from an accounting perspective, you know, one thing that is good is accounting hasn't changed in two, 
thousand years or something. I mean, we've been, you know, counting is accounting is accounting, right? So um, how do I do this in QuickBooks? Okay. Um, how do I, what, what should I be looking at as a business owner from a finance perspective? Kind of these big, I guess I would look at it as like a big picture question kind of thing, right? So uh, who do I need on my financial team? Right. These are, all of these are good starting points and triggering points, especially for you as a small business owner, because you haven't been doing it. Like I said, I've been doing it 24 years. Right. You haven't been doing it for 24 years yet. Right. Maybe you have. But for most small business owners, they're in year one. You don't know what you don't know. Use ChatGPT as as a as a free brain. Right. What do I need to know as a business owner? Have it tell you. Because anything on that list, the top 100 things I need to know as a business owner, right? If HR is on there and you haven't looked at HR yet, time to go look at HR, right? So ChatGPT can bring so many positive, or any of the AIs can bring so many positive uh, things into your business. And to me, it's more about the creativity and and opening your mind to, I'm going to act like a five-year-old. Tell me, ChatGPT, what I don't know. And when I get an answer, then go do your own research, right? Go talk to the professional in that industry to get the most of today, current, whatever it is. So, Absolutely. So we're about at time today. Uh, thank you so much for coming back on the show. It goes so quick when you're on it here. And, and, and so everybody, this show is not, make sure number one, you check with your own tax professionals and CPAs. Uh, I know the internet has never told you wrong, but you know, sometimes you do whatever. Uh, so make sure you check with your uh, local and your CPAs and everything else that, that you know, love and trust, uh, before you take any sort of action about something you hear off the internet, whether it be this show, TikTok, Facebook, uh, your drunk uncle, Larry, whatever, always check with the, the CPA and the tax professional that you trust. Uh, also, I hope this show, I know it was a little ADHD. I love it. That's the world I live in. But hopefully it covered enough subjects to at least get everybody interested and give somebody a bearing of things that they need to look at and they need to, to, to seek out when they're starting their own business, launching their own business, or maybe you're one of their own business of profit first marketing. Make sure you do that 50, 15% budget, uh, don't go to jail for AI, uh, all the other multitude of subjects we covered. Hopefully you can take this and, and go forth and learn some more. And Shauna, tell us how we can find you because, because we all know from this episode, I don't know dick about taxes. So (laughs) you, you, she is the person that you need to, to go seek out. So how do we find you? Oh, you are a sweetheart. Um, well, so you find my firm and I, as I mentioned, we've got 90 something people on the team. So uh, taxgoddess.com is the easiest way. And we help small businesses all the way up to really, 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 really large businesses. And we've got a very broad um, set of information. So e-courses to, we do have a live tax strategy group coaching uh, program that is based on my newest book, The 6% Life. So if you're looking to get your taxes down, uh, check that out, 6% Life. And um, yeah, otherwise taxgoddess.com. We're super easy to find. So. Absolutely. Show notes here. You'll be able to find it there as well. Uh, thank you so much once again, Shauna. This has been Small Business Chronicles. You can find us wherever you uh, have podcasts. If I could tape it onto a bathroom wall, I would. I've made it really easy to find. Uh, so we've got Apple, Spotify, all the other ones uh, out there. 
Uh, also, smallbusinessdelivered.com uh, is our podcast network. You can go there. Uh, her sister show, uh, Marketing Masters with CEO Cash Miller. He's an Inc. 5000 CEO. He hosts everything about marketing. Uh, if you want to know more about marketing, go check out his show. That's smallbusinessdelivered.com. Thank you, guys, and see you all next time.